I love Sudeikis' face in this photograph. It's really interesting how people have different interpretations. I feel that obviously part of it's how they feel about the character, but some are like, oh, he's so happy. And then some are like, oh, like you can tell he's hurt inside. I'm like, you can. Can you? <laughs> Hello, Greyhounds. Welcome to another episode of Ted Lasso is Life, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Duong, and I'm joined today with my co-host, Chris Ann Morgan. Hey, everybody. So it took 15 months and 10 days, but we finally have our first look at season three. And it's almost literally just a look since that single photo is literally all they gave us. Plus that wide-ranging release date of quote-unquote spring 2023. However, they say a picture is worth a thousand words, so hopefully we'll have at least that many for you on today's podcast. So I guess how to start, Chrisanne, uh, what was um, your reaction to the photo? How'd you find out about it? Well, as usual, I get most of my Ted Lasso news from you <laughs> because yours is one of the social media pages that I follow with uh, regularity and frequency. Uh, and if it weren't for my Ted Lasso friends, I would know nothing. Um, so I got that from you, actually. Um and I have to say, I have a lot of thoughts. I probably have at least a thousand words, if not more. Sounds good. Looks like we'll meet that quota. Uh, I guess in that case, I should probably explain how I saw the photo. So despite having both a fan page and a podcast, believe it or not, there are a lot of people that are a lot more hardcore about the show than I am, if you can believe that. So leading up to when they released the photo on the Wednesday there was a lot of speculation on Twitter that we would hear something about Ted Lasso because Apple was holding um, an event for the shows that they were going to be premiering for the, the near future. And that day actually started with uh, a Ted Lasso adjacent show with the show Shrinking, which is produced and created by Bill Lawrence, of course, who made Scrubs and is also a co-creator for Ted Lasso. And of course, our very own Brett Goldstein, who's also a writer on the show. But considering we've gone, as I said, 15 months without Ted Lasso, unsurprisingly, the reporters were quite curious to wonder what the hell's going on. So their conference kind of got sidetracked by questions about Ted Lasso. But Bill did assure us that there would be some Ted Lasso news, quote unquote, soon. I think around lunchish, for me at least, Eastern time, someone posted a the same photo, but it had um, a watermark on it that said review. And what happened was one of the journalists in attendance at the Apple event posted that, but presumably told that they had to get that off the internet. So they deleted it. But of course, with the internet, nothing is ever really gone. So it got shared and spread around like wildfire. Yes, but Higgins, the internet. Oh, right, the goddamn internet. Then around the end of the day, they had the official announcements from all your main players, um, you know, Entertainment Weekly, Variety, Hollywood Report, etc., with unwatermarked version of the photo and explanation that we should expect season three sometime in spring 2023. So to the actual photo itself, it's a picture of... Nate and Ted inside an elevator. And then in the background, we see Rupert watching ominously. So, Chrisanne, what were your thoughts on the photo? Well, it was interesting to me. Like, the first thing that I wonder is why is Ted over at West Ham? 
Is he making a Rupert-style sneak attack on the enemy, which I think would be fun? I just love Ted's face, though, because it looks like Ted has just said a Tedism. And Nate, of course, looks angry. And Rupert's looking on like, oh, what's this? And then, of course, you have everybody talking about how this is uh, an echo of a scene from Return of the Jedi. It's my very first impression. Like, I would just can't wait to find out what Ted was saying to Nate when the door, like, I feel like they're talking, the door's open, Rupert's there, and I want to know what happens. Uh, so to your point about what Ted would be doing at West Ham, West Ham and Richmond are going to play twice during the season, once at Nelson Road and once at West Ham. So given that they're definitely trying to hype up the rivalry, especially with this picture, I think it's fair to say that we'll probably see footage of both matches in the episode. So my guess would be this would be probably after the West Ham match and maybe things didn't go well for Richmond and Ted being Ted is still going to meet Nate to congratulate him on the victory. Please don't kill me, folks. Please don't kill me. (laughs) I wonder, though, because if we go just purely, I mean, you know, since season two was uh, Empire Strikes Back and going purely on the Star Wars allegory, I wonder if their match with West Ham happens early on in the season because in Return of the Jedi, uh, all of our dear rebel friends find themselves deep in enemy territory. And that would make sense that they, they have a match with um, West Ham at the top of the season. And I think that would be really great in cementing the, the rivalry, like right off the bat, especially since, you know, Richmond is always such the underdog. Um, And, you know, I don't mind at all likening Rupert to Jabba the Hutt. And I think that Nate might be just like irritated as F that he can't get a rise out of Ted. Ted's just his genial self with his cryptic can't get a rise out of him kind of energy and always doing the unexpected like rooting for you. You know, with Jamie, he's going to turn that on to Nate and Nate's just going to get more mad. But there are so many different things and layers that I was thinking about with the Star Wars comparisons that don't exactly match up completely right. But if it is a true nod to Return of the Jedi, it's going to be pretty exciting. I'm excited to see if they actually give us kind of that that story arc. And I'm convinced that Nate will come back into the fold after a, a confrontation, shall we say, with his dad. That's kind of my that's my guess off the top, but I haven't talked to any other Star Wars nerds about it yet. Yeah, I'm not a Star Wars fan, so just going to have to take your word for that one. <laughs> I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan I know. As you know, my friend Todd, who introduced me to the cast, a uh, huge, biggest Star Wars fan that I know, and I haven't had a chance to chat with him other than that I sent him your post. And he was like, well, if season two was Empire Strikes Back, here we go. And I was like, I know, right? So the elevator was basically one of the scenes from Return of the Jedi. And it's true. There's a scene where it kind of echoes that. But that makes Rupert Palpatine and that makes Nate Darth Vader. And, you know, I'm still convinced that 
Ted is Luke Skywalker only because he's the rebel. You know what I mean? He's like the underdog from out of town. So that tracks. But in the end, Darth Vader sacrifices himself in order to save Luke. So I wonder if Nate is going to sacrifice himself and do something to betray Rupert. I mean, Vader kills Palpatine. And I wonder if uh, he's going to end up killing Rupert in some fashion in order to save Ted. And then we'll end up back at Richmond. Wouldn't that be fun? I feel like murder might be a bit too dark for Ted Lasso. uh... (laughs) I didn't, I mean, not, not like actual murder. I mean, yeah, that's a little dark. It's a little little dark. I mean, they do, you know, go to the dark, but I meant kind of uh, metaphorically. So speaking of Rupert, one of the um, main discussions on the photo, kind of like, I forget what year on Twitter, but do you remember the thing how there was like a dress and people were like, is it like this color or that color? Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So with this photo, people are like, is that just a shadow on Rupert's eye or did someone actually deck him in the face and he's a black guy? Ooh, I didn't notice a black eye, but it's interesting that the hallway, it's like similar colors to Richmond, but the red isn't like that true red. It's like a darker blood red. And I really feel like the way everybody was ta- is talking about it and having just gone to uh, Brett Goldstein's comedy show here in LA. I think this is going to be our final season. It makes sense because it just makes sense. And even though I don't want it to be the final season, it just feels like it will be. That's just what my gut says. That they're going to, they're finishing it out and they'll be done after three seasons the way they originally intended. I'm just going to try to be happy. We have news about season three and not worry about if it's the last or not. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because there's almost a part of me that's like, I want to be happy that they've announced it. I'm also very like, why would you announce it without giving us something concrete to know, like, when are you starting? You're not going to give us anything but like a vague, maybe in the springtime situation. Come on, give us a bone here. But I also think that it's kind of over. And because I think that going into a season with the knowledge that it's the final one kind of gives you a different perspective as you consume it. For sure. And yeah, like if it is the final one, I would prefer that they say at some point but like i said just i don't want to think about that i don't want to think about it either i'll be honest you know who wants to think about our beloved ted lasso ending especially because of everything that it's meant to me you know like it's been so important to me um i'm just and i kind of have been coming to these realizations a little bit with a little bit of heartache (laughs) i know it's just a television show but what i will say if the star wars allegory is more than just kind of a, a gentle shaping um i think the season is going to be pretty epic and i think that it's going to have a lot of happy i mean we all know nate's going to come back into the fold anyway we all know nate's going to come back to the side of the light do we do we (laughs) okay be a skeptic because like with ted lasso they like to subvert expectations because i'm sure not many people thought that they would have been relegated that's true it is the hope that kills you that is correct um, and you know what? I'm going to let the hope kill me. Really, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be as American as I can be and be hopeful and optimistic that Nate comes back into the fray. Or even if Nate doesn't come back into the fray, that he and Ted are like mute, end their relationship or resolve their enmity 
in a way that is kind and they become friends again. I hope we get to see that relationship arc in more depth and about how the father-son overtones and how all of that means so much and how everybody needs somebody to believe in them and the failings of parents and the ways that our parents' failings affect us. It would be such a great, great thing to, because it's been such an important arc on the show about fathers and sons. Um, I think it would be a lovely thing that they could explore more and how that affects your mental health and how that affects everything that you touch um, and how our parental relationships are so profound and important. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm really hoping that they give us a lot of in-depth storyline about that. I think that would be great. I would say for me, like, I feel like it's probably one way or the other. Like, he's either back or he's not. And it's, like, not really happy. I don't really see, like, an in-between. Okay. Well, the writers will probably surprise us both if they're at all who we know them to be. I'm sure that they will give us gifts that we can't even imagine. So do you have a prediction at all for the springtime release? I wish that I did. For some reason, March 23 pops into my brain. I don't even know what day that is, but I wish it was sooner than that. I wish they'd give it to us more quickly. But And I hope I get to go to the premiere this year. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So yeah, March 23. That's my prediction. So once again, going back to the people that are much more obsessed than we are even, they looked at the Emmy rules and then worked backwards from that. So the Emmy deadline this year is May 31st. And in order for Ted Lasso to to air all 12 episodes before then, they would have to start by March 10th at the latest. However, the spring equinox doesn't start till, I think, March 21st. So then... There's a whole online debate about is how technical are they saying with spring? Does it have to fit in within the equinox? Because some people were saying how March feels to them still like spring, even though technically it isn't. I think someone used the term social spring, which is hilarious. So Right. Are they timing it by the Emmy rules or the vernal equinox? Are they getting witchy or practical? Hmm. Be interesting to see. But considering how much success the show has had with Emmys, of course, back-to-back comedy champions, back-to-back actor and supporting actor for Jason and Brett, you think that they would go all out for the Emmys if they possibly can, you know, working with the production timelines and whatnot. So if I had to bet, I would say either March 10th or the earliest June date. So that would make it eligible for next year's Emmys instead. Uh, Just because with the new Emmy rules, if part of the season gets aired after May 31st and they don't have a fourth season, then those episodes they can't really be considered for like awards where you can submit multiple episodes like as comedy or the acting categories. It would only be like really for like directing, editing and production stuff like that. So, well, I would be totally stoked for March 10th. But like I said, technically by the equinox, that's still winter. So that's why there's like a whole debate online. Wow. I can't believe people are debating this. It's so awesome. This fandom has so many great people. And I love that when more and more people come into it, and I know people who are just starting to watch it now, they just become like rabid fans. And it's super cool to me. Just everybody that I've met and all of the people that are Ted Lasso fans seem to be, I think it brings out really good things in people. And I love that people are like, 
debating and obsessing about it because why not? It's fun. It's better than obsessing about bad things, right? For sure. So I have some fun news for you, Kevin. Do you? I I met one of our beloved coaches this last week. I got to meet uh, Brandon Hunt. I got to meet Coach Beard this week. You got to tell the whole story. So, as you know, some of our mutual friends picked me up and took me to the Brett Goldstein uh, stand-up show at the Largo here in Los Angeles this past Monday. And we saw the show. It was wonderful. We tried to meet Brett afterwards so I could say hi to him. And we didn't. But then Lacey looked over and said, oh, I think that's Brendan. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's Brendan. So I walk up to Brendan and I'm like, hey, coach. And he looks at me and I'm like, it's Chris Ann, Todd's friend. And he's like, hey, hi. And he gave gives me a big hug. And he knew who I was, uh, which was so lovely. And we just chit-chatted for a moment, you know, and uh, just talked about some mutual friends that we had. Um, I had a a mutual friend of his that took me to see his play, uh, The Art Couple, here in Los Angeles a couple of years ago, uh, which I think he's going to be remounting um, here in LA again. At least he was supposed to. So that would be really fun if he does because it's a brilliant show. It's really amazing. Um, and uh, there were some autograph hounds just there to get him to sign a bunch of stuff. So we got momentarily interrupted, but it was just nice to say hi and he asked me how I was doing and it's just, it was nice. It was nice to connect with him. And then we got a little essy and then, um, and then we went and got in our car and went home, but it was lovely. So for people who are listening, uh, for the first time in our first episode, uh, the second half of it, uh, Christina explained her connection to the cast and how some of them sent her, uh, motivational videos when she was uh, fighting cancer and, Brennan was one of the ones who uh, sent her video, so it's nice that um, they were able to meet in person now after um, that happened. Yeah, um, I had hoped to meet them at the season two premiere, which I wasn't able to go to because I wasn't well. Um, but it was great. I got to tell them how many times that I watched the videos, and I did. I watched those encouragement videos so many times just to get me through, and the show itself, just it just kind of kept me going and it gave me so much joy. And it was nice to be able to tell him that, that he had made an impact and just something so simple. But his video was so perfect and so lovely. Um, I didn't get to show him my tattoo. I forgot to show him my darn goldfish believe tattoo. Um, I'll have to show him the next time I see him. So I'm just putting that out there, universe. And next time I'll probably be in a very pretty dress with bare arms. So he won't not be able to see it. It was just nice. It was nice to be able to see him and hug him and tell him thank you for that act of kindness. And even though we have, you know, mutual friends and stuff, they, none of them had to do what they did. You know, they just, they're so lovely and so wonderful. And they remain lovely and wonderful. And it was just so nice to see him. Well, here's hoping that we get season three soon so that Chris Ann will also get to go to the season three premiere soon as well and see Brendan and the rest of the cast. Yes. Yeah. I would like to see and hug all of the people who reached out to me, especially Hannah. Like just, oh, man, oh, man. Listen to episode one if you haven't already heard it. And if you have heard it, go back and, and re-listen because it's fun. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of, did you see him on Celebrity Jeopardy this week? I did not. I don't have cable. Oh, I don't either. You just it's, It was on Hulu. He smashed it. Brendan was on with BJ Novak 
and this, uh, I can't remember, uh, Carrie Champion, who's a, a, a sports caster. She's on ESPN. Yeah, she's on ESPN. He smashed it. Like, he crushed them. He's so smart. Uh, and there's actually <laughs> one of the answers to the questions was Pigpen, who is Pigpen. And uh, I, I was like, if he gets this, if he doesn't get this, uh, I'll be mad because he played Pigpen in a show, which is how he learned how to hula hooped through the entire show uh, as Pigpen to kind of demonstrate, you know, Pigpen's um, cloud of dirt. It was amazing to watch. And uh, of course, it was fun to shout out the answers at the television. But Brendan is a smart, smart cookie. And he, um, I don't know if you know this, but he actually got on Jeopardy the old fashioned way, not just, not just the celebrity way. He actually tested an audition to get on the regular way and finally got to go on. So super cool. Our coach Beard is, uh, is the brainiac we all know and love for reals, for realsies. Definitely. And so if you haven't seen it, you guys go watch, go watch Brendan on uh, Celebrity Jeopardy because it's a really fun show. They had some fun with it too. Uh, BJ Novak is a lovely human being and so funny and go check it out. Thank me later. And that concludes our episode for today. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, we greatly appreciate it. If you could follow rate and review It's the easiest and free way to support us. Be like Ted and give us a five-star certified fresh review. And for more of my content, follow me on Instagram at Ted Lasso is life. I'm the most comprehensive Ted Lasso page out there with videos, news, fun facts, analysis, and of course, memes. Until next time, Greyhounds, onward, forward.